I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, I'd love to wish you Happy New Year, but the cutoff is three days. And I'm Av Sedansky, and I have a feeling this podcast is going to be unusable on the internet. <laughs> Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today with a very special episode to discuss Bob Einstein, who originally debuted on November 20th, 1942. And sadly expired on January 2nd, 2019. Uh, but the particular reason we're here to discuss Bob Einstein today, as we finished season 11 of Curb last week, is uh, just a couple days later, on December 28th, uh, HBO de- uh, debuted the Super Bob Einstein movie, a documentary about Bob Einstein, uh, also known as Super Dave Osborne, also known as Marty Funkhauser. And they put that on HBO just two days after the final episode of Curb. So we thought it only made sense to discuss that movie and that man this week during our one week break before we dive back into season nine next week. Uh, yeah, um, it seems uh, apropos. The timing was right. Um, seemed like it would it made sense to just kind of like do something a little bit different before we jump back into old episodes, just kind of you know separate. We did a bunch of ep- episode, bonus episodes on the front end. Um, so yeah, we'll, we're giving you one on the back ends. And then, uh, yeah, it's back on to season nine. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, this was really a uh, a great opportunity to kind of just like dig a little deep into like the background and career of one of the most beloved curb characters and kind of see, you know, his uh, his growing up and his uh, early career and kind of like the past um, personas and stuff that have, you know, eventually molded into the uh, Marty Funkhauser that we've grown to love over many years um and it was uh it was a really cool opportunity for me because i was not really familiar with bob einstein outside of marty funkhauser um until i saw this documentary like i've you know heard of super david osborne i don't know that i've ever really seen any of those clips i mean like you know it all like rang a bell and it's it also could just be like it's blending together with other um they, you know daredevil stick and different things um but um it's not something that i could have like recited at all um definitely wasn't familiar with any of his other work uh previous to that i mean i guess that there was a couple of things that they showed that he popped up in, and i was like oh okay right that's him I, I you know i never even necessarily put together um but yeah it was uh it was it was you know it was a, i thought it was a really nice uh moving documentary yeah and um i think that he is just one example of a lot of people who We've come to know on Curb very well, and then uh, maybe after the fact, you go back and learn like a lot more about them. Like a part of it is because because I started watching Curb in about 2004 or 2003. Or well, the first time I saw an episode was 2002. So I guess I started watching in 2002. That was before in the last like 15 years, I've sort of become a comedy nerd, like reading tons of books and like watching like documentaries and listening to podcasts and like really trying to uh, learn a lot about a lot of these people that like if they were on a show now, the same version, I might know more about them. But when I, fir- but I first knew them from Curb, like another example, Richard Lewis, like I knew Richard Lewis as he played King Richard in Robin Hood Men in Tights, one of my favorite ever comedies. But other than that, right. I didn't really, and I, like, I, okay, I knew he's like a, a stand-up comedian, but I didn't know anything about him until Curb really made him famous. Uh, for sure, uh, uh, Bob Einstein, Super Dave Osborne, like as soon as he was on, I, I remember reading like, like, cause he debuted, what was it season four of Curb? 
And but as soon as he's on, I remember 2004 is his first. I vaguely recall reading like I think it might have been season four. I think it might have been a Bill Simmons column, frankly, referencing him as Super Dave. And so I started to learn a little bit about him. But again, it was I only knew like I was introduced to him through Curb. J.B. Smoove, another obvious example. Like now I've seen some of his stand up and now he's on endless commercials for Caesars. But like Curb is for sure the first time that I ever heard of a lot of these guys. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's I mean, his um, he's persona as super dave is is so prolific and intertwined with him is that on his wikipedia page it literally breaks out his tv filmography into it's there's three sections there's film then there's television as super dave and other roles yeah well i I don't think he's known by the name which is you know not there's there's not a lot of comedians who are known by the name of one of their characters more than their name but another example of that actually is his father harry einstein who was a very famous radio comedian in the 20s and 30s and the 40s, or the 30s and the 40s into the 50s, but was no, mostly known as Park Yakaris, which is like one of the characters he played so much so that like, like that's what he was introduced as, as on things, not as his actual name. And like, I think Super Dave or Bob Einstein was kind of the same way. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Albert Brooks, of course, they want the lone member of... Uh, yeah, well, I that's like he's the known by his family. Stage, <laughs> he's known by his stage name, Albert Brooks, I guess. Yeah, um, so, yeah, yeah so Albert Brooks... Um, but like that's sort of like the Estevis family, right? How Emilio Estevis, isn't right. that his real name? It's his yes. father and his brother who both changed to Sheen. Yes. So yes, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Although, yeah, I guess in this case, all three, all three have changed their names because yeah, there's no Einstein. Um, or nobody principally known as Einstein. Um, in addition to the Super Bob Einstein movie, you also recommended that re it was a rewatch for me. I think it was a first watch for you, is that right? Yeah, we also, yeah, okay. we watched uh, the two episodes of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee in which yeah. Bob Einstein appears. He was now, actually I- the first person to to appear a second time since then. There's been others. But yeah, so he was on. So I was uh, like a Comedians and Cars guy from the beginning. I've seen every episode uh, possibly multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so he, he comes on. I mean, I had the crackle app for years only because of right. like, this. Just, show. yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, so he comes on in season one, episode six, Unusable on the Internet, which uh, originally debuts on Crackle on August 30th, 2012. And then he comes on season nine, eight seasons later, uh, five years later, because of like the way the seasons run. Uh, Also, episode six, the final episode of the season, they call that episode. It's not so funny when it's your mother, which originally aired on February 9th, 2017. By the way, if you want to see these on Netflix, which is like the place to see them now, it's very weird. Netflix doesn't have. Yeah, so messed up. Unlike every other show on the Internet. Netflix doesn't list the like epi- seasons and then episodes sequentially. They've divided all the episodes into these different quote unquote collections, which I, of coffee. I, yeah. So I, I looked at it based on I think it's like based on the guest and the nature of the conversation, I guess. So like Bob Einstein is like a big late night guy. So he's on late night. Express. But there's no way to find the ones that you want. Yeah. Like, you can't search by episode title, which is a problem with Netflix in general. With Seinfeld or also. by or by guests. Like, yeah. It's you, ju- I mean, I mean, you could find it, but meaning like you, you just like, got to go into. Uh, yeah, I had to go into each category. Until yeah. I well, found that's it. why like, we're no- telling people now, if you if you have Netflix and want to watch the, the Super Dave episodes of Comedians and Cars, which we recommend, um, they're both in the a collection called Late Night Espresso, which I think is the fourth collection, although they're not listed numerically. So you'll see them both there. But yeah, it's definitely a problem with Netflix in general and why they did this really weird switch up for this show. And also, like, you can't tell that one's filmed in 2012 and one's in 2017. Like, that, that's like a big span of time, like in the world and references. And like, there's no way to know those things. I think at least they should flash the original air date uh, on the screen. Yeah, I've never seen Netflix do anything like this before. So very uh, I don't know that very confusing. I don't, I don't yeah. think I've seen any, any, any streaming service uh, do anything like this. It's very bizarre. 
Yeah. Just put it in the order yes. of this of the of how the series was released. It, it makes like, no sense. <laughs> Correct. Or it or if not, then just like put it in alphabetical order by guess. Like so because like that's how people are gonna look for this show. But they're not gonna be like, hmm, I wonder yeah. what uh, grade of coffee this uh, guest reminds me of. But if you want to watch the soup Nazi, you can't look that you got to first Google separately soup Nazi, find out what season it is, find out what episode is, and then go to Seinfeld and then scroll like this is a right. problem. Well, with Netflix. Yeah. Like, listen, they're I mean, all, could, they're doing very well as a business, but like th- this should be pretty obvious. on other on other streaming services. You can serve you can search by episode name I don't on, think so. on curb. Well, on other things, you can just type by, like a by an actor name also and search that way on Netflix, Amazon. You Netflix, can you can do that. Netflix, yeah, Netflix, Netflix is the best one. Is the Nest yeah, that is best. So I, I, I won't have you bad about Netflix. They're by well, far no, the Amazon, best. I think Amazon. I mean, Amazon has like half the details about each scene on the screen. The, the X-ray is a is a very good feature, but Amazon has all that. They, to me, Netflix is the best. They they, they do sure. everything correctly. overall. Netflix, yes, but but in terms of the the tech, anyways, uh, we don't need like to get it drives that. me crazy the yeah. ones that like they don't tell you how much time is left in the episode. Like I don't need to know the full length for the entire time I'm watching a movie. Like, tell me there's 40 minutes left. I don't have to, like, start doing math. Just tell um, me. I actually prefer when the number on the right shows the total, not the remaining. Why? I'm sort of doing the opposite math. I want to know what percentage of the way through I am. Okay. So then instead of don't just you- doing 44 divided by, you know, one, uh, 117, I have to say a 44. <laughs> you need to know that. <laughs> you need to be able to express it as a percentage. Yeah. Because that, that's how I like think of it. Like, how, how, how far? Do- I, I like to just know that. how much more time I have left in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, when, when um, will be over? <laughs> I wonder, and I don't know if, if we have a mailbag this week, if anybody gets it in the mailbag, but we know, did, we, we did. We have, okay. some, we have, some if you want to, but I don't know if this is addressed. If, if not, if people want to send us uh, feedback later, if any of our listeners, uh, certainly any of our listeners who are, are more mature than we are uh, in terms of literal years of age, not well, either way, I guess um, I, I'm, I'm interested to know how many people were familiar with Bob Einstein before curb, like how many people were super Dave watchers because super Dave was on for six seasons on Showtime in an era when not too many people had Showtime, you know, in the documentary, the way every documentary works, is like everybody in the documentary talks about how it was such a pivotal show. And it was for them. But I'm just wondering how right. many people knew about Super Dave at the time. Uh, who does anybody remember him from the Smothers Brothers? Like I've I've heard, I've learned a lot about the Smothers Brothers from David Cooley and from reading some books. But like, I don't remember this being a primary character, like I mean, he's mentioned in passing, but he's not like a principal person. Like, I don't know if the random person watching a Smothers Brothers episode in 1971 was going to like remember him necessarily. And, and I want to be told if I'm wrong, if somebody says, no, I remember seeing him and, and I did. So I'm interested to know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Um, the one, the one other place I definitely uh, recall him from is that ridiculous character he plays on Arrested Development. Um, whenever like George, like, he's like the guy that George Senior sends, like so he could like listen in on family meetings. Yes. So here's an interesting thing. So because I watched Arrested Development before he came onto Curb, because I watched Arrested Development in what was it, 2001 or whatever. Sure. And so I didn't know who he was. So it was forgettable to me. Um, and then when I watched Arrested Development yeah, on my rewatch later, like on Netflix, yeah, then I was like, oh, look, I don't know. it's 2005 is when he was on it. Oh, so maybe it's the same time, actually, for both of them. So should we, you know, the first part, especially for those who aren't familiar or I mean, although if you watched any of these things, you are familiar now. Can we talk about sort of the background uh, where Super Dave comes from, who his dad was, uh, the nature of his dad's demise, et cetera, because that's like an incredible story. Yeah, take it away. All right. Oh, I do the recap this week. Okay, so.
So as I said, this this is a comedian, Harry Einstein. He's also married uh, to an actress, I believe. Uh, and he plays this radio character in the 30s or 40s named Park Yakaris, who was like an ethnic Greek guy. Uh, this is back when obviously most of humor was uh, based on what uh, today we would probably consider uh, uh, insensitive. But uh, that was like all humor in 1930 because, you know, that that's what they're going for. And yeah, his um, uh, his he he had two wives. The second one, which is we referring to was uh, Thelma Leeds. Ah, of course. Yes. And um, anyway, so he has uh, he has three boys. And one of them will grow up to be Albert Brooks, and one of them, the older one, will grow up to be uh, uh, Bob Einstein, Super Dave Osborne. And park your cars. Harry Einstein is a member of the Friars Club, and there's a roast, you know, the old traditional roasts of Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball. And he gets up, and he does his act, and uh, he does very well. And then he sits down, and he's on the dais, and he promptly has a heart attack, and he dies, which is uh, a very crazy and dramatic thing to happen um at a roast and i'm sure and like when this like right once when it happened in wrestling similar i'm sure for a moment people thought it was a bit people thought it was like part of the act right is what right. i is what i've always assumed since i first heard about the story many years ago and what i found fascinating was i had never seen this before i do not remember it being on on crackle unless my memory is just wrong but on the episode of comedians and cars getting coffee on netflix now where bob references makes tells the story to jerry of how his dad died after the episode, they put on this like seven minute excerpt from some show that looks like it was filmed in like the 90s or 80s or something of all these people who were in the room at the time telling the story. And so yeah, I was it's like, like an oral really history. Excited. Or some kind of like a yeah, it's still it's like a it's like a doc, like a mini documentary about it, like an oral history kind of. Yeah, but they were pulling it, they were pulling it from some, you know, uh, show it, they did. They didn't produce it. Yeah. It, but I, I mean, right. I, I found that absolutely fascinating. I absolutely love that. I think that it was a little, I mean, like, you know, some of them, they, they conflict a little bit. And obviously you're never going to know exactly, you know, how much is memory and, and how accurate that is, et cetera. But, but I, but I did right. think it especially, was really especially with a story that has probably been told so many times, like sure. you start to like, remember it the way somebody else told the story. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. So then the next part is uh, that the, the, the way that Bob tells it is he's 14 and a half years old. His dad just dropped dead. You know, this is obviously a very traumatic thing and not at all funny. And right. uh, he's at the funeral and Milton Berle and George Jessel, you know, like the top comedians of the time, they get up there and their eulogies or they're just doing their act. And he's so right. He's doing bits. <laughs> so he's like, you know, he's he's completely destroyed. His father just dropped dead. And here these comedians are out there telling jokes at the funeral and he's not in the mood and he swears off. Uh, you know uh, uh, Hollywood and comedians forever and he'll never have anything to do with that world and of course the irony is which is never explicitly said is that is exactly the joke that Bob Einstein Super Dave Osborne would do at a friend's funeral a hundred percent right right um, yeah I suppose yeah he would yeah he would get up there and tell like a whole long story that would end with like a vulgar joke out of nowhere yeah yeah. Um, um, yeah, that was that, that was like one of the things that the people like really talked about a lot is the way in which like he was I think I forgot what maybe it was Sarah Silverman who said like he was his own uh, straight man. Yeah. And like I think that really bears itself out like the way he like, like tells these like long drawing jokes where it's like it like lulls you into like the sense of security that like nothing bad is going to happen. And then he just like <laughs> throws something vulgar in your face and takes you by surprise and like just takes the joke in like in a direction you never saw coming. Yeah. 
but when, especially in early curb, he was really playing the straight man more and letting Larry bounce off him. And then he slowly comes out of his shell, you know, to the point where he's, uh, you know, uh, sharing the size of, of an opening with, with Jerry Seinfeld. Like, like he would never do that in season four In season four. He's playing like this conservative guy, you know? Right. Yeah, uh, no, he definitely becomes a, a wackier version. Yeah, er, early uh, on, he's like, you know, he's like very loyal to his wife, Nan, of course. Later on, he, uh, he what, what's the line that he says to Richard when Richard's dating the uh, burlesque dancer? Um, he's some, he's I a, mean, he says something about something about her breasts. About like, well, yeah. <laughs> have you no, not noticed that yet because about... you've been staring at her breasts or something like that? Right, something like oh, that, yeah. Oh, have you told her how um, beautiful her eyes are? Or you don't know what color they are yet because you haven't seen <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something, something to that effect. Yeah, but, but honestly, um, and like, like I can just say, as a comedian, the car is getting coffee watcher. These are two of my favorite episodes. He is hilarious. And he's also putting in <laughs> yeah. the effort. Like, he's in the car, um, and he has that Kim Jong-un joke all lined up and ready to go. <laughs> right, yeah. He's, he's, there's, so there's a moment in the, you were talking about earlier about the whole, you know, he, where he tells the story of, of the, the whole thing with his dad. And it's a moment that was in the documentary, and it's like just straight out of the episode of Comedian and Cars Getting Coffee, where, uh, like he's telling the story, it's like getting really emotional. Oh, and like yeah, yeah. Jerry, Jerry, like turns over the cameraman. He's like, "Did we get that?" <laughs> and like Bob Einstein just starts like chastising him. He's like, "I'm here. I'm telling this emotional story. I'm basically yeah. crying." <laughs> and like you're, you, all you give a shit about is whether they got the shot. And like it was like to me, that's where it was just like it all blended together. Like that was Marty Funkhauser, like with yeah. the, like the self righteous, like you know, you know what he's doing, like you know, but like, but also like it just felt so sincere. Like he really was, yeah, like hurt. That like Jerry Seinfeld was like interrupting his story. Well, so here's uh, the conundrum to me is, as I said, I think these two episodes of Comedians and Cars are he's hilarious. Curb, obviously, Marty Funkhauser Hall of Famer. I've never found anything he did outside of Curb and in like uh, those interviews like that. Amazing, honestly. And I'm really curious about that. Like, again, and this goes to, you know, did people what did people think of? not the people who are on the documentary and by definition loved it, but what did like just people that I know who are of that age, what did they think about super Dave at the time? Um, because I don't know. I didn't like the, the physical bits and super Dave, like, especially like we saw a bunch of them in the documentary. Did any of them, like were any of them that hilarious to you or were they all a little bit predictable? He's basically doing an evil Knievel. Well, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, yeah, the super Dave's the super Dave stuff is just like very silly. It's like kind of this to the extent the same joke a lot. It's like, it's yeah. like, oh, he's on a truck and he drives into the top of the freeway that he's like, he's sitting in the, you know, um, you know, drive through window taking the order and the truck like he, he gets hit by the truck. Like it's a lot of just like the same joke of physical comedy. Yeah. Um, and like, it's like but how did they stretch it out for six topic. seasons and 20 something episodes? A season? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's unclear. It's unclear. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, the, the Super Dave stuff is not the stuff that I um, re- responded to the most. Um, frankly, the thing I sp- responded to the most is just like the sheer number of insane A-level celebrities that were in this yeah. or at least A-level celebrities for us. I mean, it's like basically the entire curb cast. Plus, like Steve Martin, Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, who I, you know, I, I already said Kerr, but like you just don't expect Larry David necessarily to show up for, you know, as much footage of him as they have in this. Um, um, Albert Brooks, obviously. And then um, what's his name? The guy who's on one episode of Curb this season. Albert Brooks. Oh, I don't know. No, talking about? he was like he did the hot dog eating contest with him. What's that guy's name? Oh, Pat Oswald. Pat Oswald, yeah, yeah, he's in he's in this a bunch as well. Um, yeah, it's like really amazing that they got like um, so many like big names to participate in this. Yeah, Sarah Silverman, we talked about. Yeah, Rob Reiner. 
I, I like uh, the part how we learned that all of a sudden Super Dave was like in a bunch of hip hop songs. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he was very uh, well diversified uh, repertoire. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, what are your what are some of your I mean, if we can skip for a second to comedians in cars, why do you think sure. Jerry has Bob on a second time? Like what earns him the role of first person to ever get two episodes? I was wondering that. If, oh, well, I mean, they I guess there is like a specific premise because they have this whole thing with the car, right? The, for the second one, the second one, right? That they're so going to give him the car, but but that's, that's just an give him the car. Thing, so I guess, but well, but didn't didn't he say like they worked on a commercial together for it? I don't know. For whatever reason, maybe they thought that was a hook. Because uh, yeah, it's an, like no, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a little confusing um, that they like he was right, like first in line to come back the second time. Not that he's not amazing, but meaning like yeah. there's been like lots of like very high profile people on this show. Um, that you would be some, you yeah you wouldn't expect that he would be the first two time guest but you know we're we're not going to complain. Um, the second one was very good. They're both very funny. I thought the second one was funnier. Um, I loved when Jerry told um, tells uh, Bob. I thought he's like he's like yeah we're both like comedians. The main difference between us is that I made a lot more money. Than you. Yeah, or he's like, do you know what it's like to have to have a celebrated show week after? But again, it, it's it's he's <laughs> yeah. always playing such a straight man that the person opposite them is never even sure is he being like is he joking or not. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and the first one is where they, uh, I don't know if that was the first time it was revealed, but that's where they talk about the fact that um, his like original laugh in, the, in that scene where he tells him, when Marty tells him the, yeah. the joke about the uh, cunt in the sink, uh, that that's like his, that was his like, you know, original Allie. shot. Uh, <laughs> Allie, uh, Allie loves whatever. when you drop the C word. It's in the show. If it's in the show, I'm allowed to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you watch the show. This, that's the show. That's the show. That's the show. No, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's a very totally. funny joke. I mean, it's absurd, but that's what makes it so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only yeah, Kardashian the, uh... I'd have sex with is Bruce. <laughs> uh, that's a risky line. <laughs> yes, it is. Again, I'm just uh, quoting a character here. That's right. That's right. We we yeah. We don't we neither endorse nor disendorse any jokes. Um. Yeah, what else do we got? Um, the second one, I think it was the second one where they had the 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 joke that I've seen. He told also like at the Paley Center panel with the curb cast about. Oh, it's um, not so funny. The guy who. Yeah, it's not so yeah. funny when it's your mother. Yeah, um, which is so the yeah, name of the classic. Yeah. That's the name of that episode, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I do like in the second one how from the from the go he's so focused on being rated as one of like Jerry's top episodes, and it made me think <laughs> yes. like. I haven't ranked all the comedians in cars getting coffee. Um, uh, there we I go. Would, Sounds like a project. Well, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe we have a new podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say as a, as a religious uh, CIGCG watcher, uh, unlike you, so about half the episodes are filmed in New York, and then half the episodes are mm-hmm. filmed in L.A. because, you know, Jerry obviously has homes and cars in both locations, and there's comedians you know, who live in both. I'm definitely strongly biased in favor of the New York episodes, you know, largely because I live here. I mean, there's one episode where they come to Englewood. And, um, oh, really? I, so, I mean, you know, I just I have more familiarity when they're driving around L.A. I have no idea where the hell they are. So, you know, Bob has to has to really bring it for me to rank an L.A. episode above a New York episode. And both of his episodes are, are L.A. episodes. Awesome. Yeah. No, he, he's he's fantastic at these. Yeah. I do like he has a business on his front door. I always notice that in TV and movies. Do you do that or not? Oh, yeah um i sometimes notice it i guess not i i did not notice it in these so so i guess i don't notice it as much as you do mm. i i i wonder like you know aside from the joke that jerry makes about how much more money he made like yeah. i do sort of wonder i mean because again we see bob einstein's house and he seems to be doing very well um 
I wonder like how much money here underwater. Like, you know, if you Google Bob Einstein net worth, then those are completely inaccurate and worthless. Obviously, they say five million dollars, which if he was worth five million at the end of his life, then before curb, he was probably worth much, much, much less than that. And that sort of raises like, but the, the house he's living in in comedians and cars, which is mid curb, <laughs> obviously, is like a house that I think you have to have earned a lot of money to live in, unless it's just for filming and that's not his real house. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. Um, All right. anyway. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, the net worth numbers, they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's one thing if it's for like, a, uh, like an athlete where like their their salaries are public. Yeah, the weirdest thing is that um, un- this is unrelated to anything except that this just happened a couple hours ago. I was having a conversation with my dad about a cousin of ours and 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 this cousin is like started a company and and how the stock is doing and then my dad just googled the cousin's name and the word's net worth and he says well according to this he's worth uh, whatever i think it was 3.6 million and i said to my dad i'm like you just google the person's name and net worth you know they're, they're just pulling those numbers completely out of their ass they have no <laughs> idea what they're doing and um and which i guess because I, I think our parents of a generation maybe this is why like all these stupid internet forwards about obama being a muslim and everything with trump like maybe that's how these things start because yeah. they don't understand like just because it's on the internet doesn't you know it doesn't make it true <laughs> Yeah, I um I was in my uh in my family chat. Um, this is not like my immediate family. This is like my extended family of like my aunts and uncles, and my uh, my aunt forwards a message that says there's a new scam. One of my friends just got it. They call you and they ask you if you got the vaccine, and they say if you have the vaccine, press one. And then when you press one, your phone shuts down and it's hacked. <laughs> So someone sends us, <laughs> sends us another thing. And my, one of my uncles is like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Like, what kind of phone do you have? And she's like, oh, I have an iPhone. She's like, he's like, oh, but like, what was the phone that was hacked? To which I responded, no type of phone was hacked. This is fake. How do you know? I'm like, because you, you can't hack someone's phone by them pressing one. That's <laughs> Like if every phone would get hacked every day if that was yeah. the case. Like um, if you could hack into someone's phone by using them touching their own dial pad. Yeah. Anyway, so so to illustrate to my dad, I then Googled uh, Jerry Chester net worth, right. uh, where the top oh, hits sorry. were all about uh, the notorious um, drug dealer in the Atlanta area, Jerry Chester, who was on like the most uh, top 10 most wanted list or whatever it is. Um, not like the FBI's, but some regional one or something. And and he was was arrested, according to one of these articles, with a stash of thirty million dollars. So uh, according to the internet, Jerry Chester was worth thirty million dollars. So doing much better than my cousin. There you go. I'll and say not, this: I have not seen any of that drug. I think office. Jerry 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 Chester is on pretty 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 goods most wanted list. Uh, <laughs> once he ca- once he catches up on Curb, right? Oh, right? He's we, doing Seinfeld now that he's going to do Curb. Oh, is, is is that so? We want him as a guest on this. <laughs> Yeah, it would just not? be an hour and a half or however long until I got sick of it of him just chastising me for my life choices. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, well, I don't know. So let's wait. Um, Maybe you could, we'll have him on for a season 10 episode. Yeah, we'll have to slow down because he's watching like season seven or season eight of Seinfeld right now. And so he'd have to finish uh-huh. all of that and then, and then bust right into curb, which maybe he will. I don't know. I'd have right. to tell him how to get into HBO Max. He's, you know, that. Well, I guess. <laughs> right. So that's like that's like a week and a half for right yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, so now like half the year, my parents live uh, two blocks from me and half the year they live on the other side of the world for me. And the half the year that they uh-huh. live two blocks from me, there's so much of 
they message me, how do you do this? And I message back, but, but then what? And I message back, but then what? And after 10 of these, I'm like, I'm just coming over and I come over and I do it in two minutes and I leave. And I'm like, I saved like it, as insane as it is going there in person, save more time than the messages back and forth. So you should try going to Israel sometimes just to like, they yeah, have the issue. Just be that? like, I'll just, just, yeah, just, I'll, I'll be there in 21 hours. Like, yeah, easy, I will, better than Texas. I, I will say to my brother, Sammy, your uh, other podcast hosts uh, credit, Today, there was something that um, my mom needed that was where they live in Israel. And my brother like went to their house and got it, which based on the location, I presume he was starting at would have been like an hour and a half of travel each way or something like that. So wow, uh, good for him. Yeah, good. Uh, great son. Parents there. Great son. Yes. Yeah. Uh, not the fucking ass of the episode. No. Sammy Chester is the come with guy. Yes. <laughs> uh, is it time for us to jump into our awards or? There's less structure um, than I've obviously yeah. had up, so. um, the uh, the couple other things I just wanted to mention that I that I thought were great was like the way that like everyone like everyone had the same exact take of him, which is that like he loved when people praised him. Like, yeah. like somebody like they kept making the same version of like he would have like wanted like every him to be like the whole documentary. He would have loved hearing people talk about how great he is. Like Albert Brooks does um, that on this season of Curb with the with the pre-death funeral, right. doesn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wonder maybe that's just a family trait so that they all, uh, that they all share. Yeah. That, that, that was like my main takeaway is just like, I just like the, like the sheer, just like love that all these people had for him. Like you could tell it's like, they're not just saying it like for the camera, like they all just like have such affection for him. Yeah. Um, so that was just like really, uh, really nice to see. So how how are we rating? Who are we rating? What are we rating? Um, I guess we could rate the documentary on uh, a zero to five pretty scale. That seems like a reasonable thing to do. Okay. Um, all right. I will give it a pretty, 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 pretty good. Four pretties. Big fan. Um. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. I thought this was like this was a lot of fun. Um, it was very breezy and short. It flew right by. Um, I learned a lot about this guy that I didn't really know much about who has been like one of the main characters on this show that we've been doing this whole time. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to agree. I, I say this was also, as well a pretty, 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 pretty good documentary for a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Um, and just like even just like just as a just as like a Curb thing, this has like. You have Susie, you have Jeff, you have Larry, like you have all these guys, all these guys that we love. JB are in this thing, just like talking about Bob, like there's clips of Curb, fun scenes. It's just like, you know, a real, a real fun time. So I definitely recommend anyone who's been into Curb, who's into the show, who's, who likes Marty, um, just check it out. It'll, it'll be just like a nice 75 minute spent. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also watch those episodes in Comedians and Cars if you want. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy. Uh, instead of a come with guy for this episode, although you already gave it to Sammy, you know, there's so many jokes because Bob Antan is just a joke a minute, just shooting him out uh, throughout both Comedians and Cars episodes and uh, uh, throughout the documentary as well. So for this episode, I thought we would do a come with joke, which is the joke you're most likely to steal and use in other contexts. So, Av, do you have a come with joke? I do have a come with joke. You didn't tell me what the definition of come with joke was. But now well, it's very, define it however you want. All right, fine. So I'm just defining it as the joke that that I that I laughed at the most. Okay, but you're not necessarily going to bring it with you. Yeah, not necessarily. Okay. Um, so the the thrust of this joke is a guy goes into a bar and says, um, I, "My dog can talk," 
And like he, I think he bets the bartender, like, you know, you'll give me whatever a hundred dollars if I can prove to you that my dog could talk. And he says, he brings in the dog. He's like, Hey, well, you know, what's over our heads. And he says, roof. And then he says, and who's the best baseball player of all time. And he says, roof. And the guy's like, the bartender's like, ha ha ha, funny, you know, get the hell out of here. And they get out of the dog turns to the guy. And he says, I guess I should have said DiMaggio. Take that joke with. Yeah, I don't think it's such a good joke. It just caught me oh. by such, but like, that's that's kind of like what I was saying before. It's like his delivery. It's just it's like so that drawl. Yeah. It's just like he's so straight for such a long period of time that then like when it turns, you're just like, whoa, this is like actually a joke. <laughs> But I think that's a great I think that could be like a good dad joke. I think your dad would appreciate it. Your kids could appreciate it if um, they know who DiMaggio is. Yeah, they don't, I guess. Right. That's right. But you could also just like you could. Yeah, you could do. Let it me explain who Babe Ruth else. is. Yeah. Well, right. but they okay. have to First know a lot of bunch of backstory. They need to Ruth. They need to know DiMaggio. Basically, you have to cover like many years of uh, have them watch yeah, the entire they, Ken Burns documentary about baseball. <laughs> right. Exactly. All ten of these. Did you see uh, Betty White was uh, was alive for all 27 Yankees uh, World Championships? Yeah. And the merit of her passing, may it never happen. It never happened before she was alive and may never happen after she dies. Right. When Jen's grandfather continue to be true forever. Yes. When Jen's grandfather died, I said the same thing. He had 27 Yankees championships. May he take them all with him. And so far he has. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, that's working out. Okay, so my my, my come with joke is is the tie salesman joke. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. All right. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just going to say it the way he says it. The ethnicity of the main character is completely irrelevant and, and could be deemed <laughs> offensive. But I'm, the way he says it is uh, Arabs crawling along the desert, burning up water, water, water. He comes up to a Jewish tie salesman and he says, water. He said, I don't have any water. I got a tie. You want to buy a tie? He says, no, I need water. He said, 40 miles west. There's an inn. You can get water. Arab goes. Three days later, crawling back, his face is on fire. Water, water. He said, didn't you get any water in the end? He said, they wouldn't let me in without a tie. Yeah, no, I completely destroyed that joke, uh, which is why I am um, not, I'm doing this podcast and not uh, on curb. You're the, you're the fucking asshole. Yeah, oh, I'm the fucking asshole. Okay, I was going to ask, who's your fucking asshole? And I guess it's me. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Um, yeah. No, it's not really you. Um, I'm going to say it's uh, Jerry Seinfeld for um, not, you know, do the whole uh, trick on him with the car oh. and also for, um, you know, the car thing is not, completely not, unnecessary. It's stupid. It's not yeah. funny. It's just obnoxious. Yeah, yeah it's very weird. Just to explain um, to people, and, he tells them in the beginning of the episode that the car that they're in, which, you know, Einstein is just fawning over how, what an incredible car it is. He tells him, oh, yeah, this car is for you. Um, if you do a good episode and then at the end of the episode, Larry, Jerry's like, no, the car was never for you. This is my car. I own it. Why would I give you my car? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of just a dick move. Yeah. Well, I mean, you um, own also like he... 100 cars and you could give it to your friend because he loves it and he did you a favor. Right. You could also it. you could also not give it to him, but not tell him that you're going to give it to him. Like you're not obligated to give him the car, but just like, don't say I'm giving you this car and then say, haha, just get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so he, but he, Jerry's not my fucking asshole. At first, I was thinking honestly, it was gonna be Milton Berle and George Jessel, you know, for for showing up to a, a yeah. funeral and doing their act to the horror of you know the, the grieving fourteen and a half year old son. But I, you know what? I disagree. That's the kind of shtick that Bob Einstein would one hundred percent do in his career. In fact, I would be shocked. Almost any comedian, you think Bob Einstein has ever spoken at a funeral and didn't crack jokes the entire time? Like, I feel like you're a comedian. You're getting up. To give a eulogy, that's what's expected. Now, if it's children gunned down on, on Columbine, it might be a little bit different, you know, but most of the funerals be. they're at are people who are, you know, in their 50s or, and maybe they have mourning younger relatives. But anyway, so my fucking asshole is going to be 14 year old Bob Einstein 
for being a normal 14-year-old child devastated by the shocking death of his father rather than being the acerbic, ironic comedian he grew up to become who would have appreciated the shtick. So uh, he's my fucking asshole. All right. Fair. Yeah. Well, not fair. But <laughs> I don't think uh, should we discuss all the cameos in this episode? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Would you stop with the Ted dance? <laughs> Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. We don't, well, well, we don't. We don't do Jerry's. Well, that's now. Now here's where it gets complicated. Is this is this Jerry Seinfeld the same Jerry Seinfeld who was in Curb? Yeah. Oh, but that's weird because why is he talking to Marty Funkhauser? I mean, I say obviously not because one Jerry Seinfeld did a Seinfeld reunion. The other one did it. What do you mean? Who didn't do a Seinfeld reunion? The real Jerry Seinfeld didn't do it. He did a season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but he didn't do a Seinfeld reunion. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, because the the Jerry Seinfeld that exists in Curb uh, did a Seinfeld reunion. Oh, because yes, the actual Seinfeld reunion exists yeah. So you don't deem the Curb episode of the Seinfeld reunion to be a real Seinfeld reunion because it wasn't like on NBC and called Seinfeld. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it was like a backdoor, like wink, wink. We're doing a Seinfeld reunion, yeah. sure. Yeah. But like, if you go on the Wikipedia page for Seinfeld, like, there's no like the reunion. Is that true? As like the 183rd episode of Seinfeld. It's not an episode of Seinfeld. Well, You're being insane. You're actually looking go. this up. Whether or not- Seinfeld is I'm an sure American. Somewhere... Si- okay. Okay. No reunion of Seinfeld. Okay. Seinfeld after nine after Seinfeld early in March 2009 was announced that Seinfeld cast would reunite for season seven of Curb Enthusiasm. Okay, but it's not an episode of Seinfeld. I mean, why you 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 don't you don't actually think this? You're just like busting my chops. Like I could like. All right. Okay. Fine. We'll move on. Uh, On your quick on your on your on your chart of all the Seinfeld episodes, you have the reunion. (laughs) Yeah, I I have it ranked right ahead of the um the time of your life clip show. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we did rank it. We ranked it very badly. Though. Yeah. Um, we ranked it as an episode of Seinfeld. I yeah. think we all said it was the worst episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was seven minutes long. Yeah, we did. We literally did what you were joking about. And yeah. you did as well. You're just as crazy. Um, all right, let's go to the postman. Um, postman! Um, postman, um, come here! here Tell okay. the neighborhood! Right, what a shanda, Larry! Uh, Larry uh, David! Uh, 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 you, you are lousy, too! But you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! Ashanda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! Uh, we have three letters from the postman this week. First off is Jim Crumbly, who says the Bob Einstein documentary was fun and was a good breakdown of his career. I was left wondering a bit about his private life and some of his relationships with his brothers and his children, but I get why they didn't go there. It seemed like they spent a little too much time on curb blasphemy, but it makes sense that they did three, five, three pretties out of five. He says the come with guy is Bob Einstein, uh, which makes sense. Yeah, it goes without saying that we, I think we all agree that the come with guy is Bob Einstein. And we, yes, yes. We, just did, we did the joke thing as just like to differentiate. Yes. Uh, fucking asshole is the tie is a tie between heart disease for taking Bob's dad at a young age and cancer for taking Bob. Yes, they both um, suck. Yeah, they're, they both are fucking assholes, both yeah. of those diseases. Um, next up is Zach Brooks, who says, oh, wow, Steve Martin with dark hair. Thought he was always gray. Was good to learn about Super Dave because I didn't know any of that history. But what was the close, this closing credit song and sequence? Um, I don't remember. Which one are they talking uh, he's, about? I don't know. He's, what, he asks, what was the closing credits song and sequence? I don't remember what it was. Oh, of the HBO doc. Oh, 
Yeah, I assume. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he he actually he actually does something similar to what we did. He says the come with studs is the king of the road bus studs. Mm, okay. And the fucking assholes is the producers for not including any arrested development footage. Three pretties. It was yeah, that fine. is a good question. So I mean, this is obviously it's an HBO doc, so they're going to focus a lot on Curb. But yeah, the we don't see the, any of the rest of the clip at all. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think they did. Yeah, it's I think it's um, but yeah. All right. And last up is Olin Allen, who said, I haven't been able to access the documentary, but I think since his death, no other celebrity has touched me as much as Super Dave Bob Einstein. Oh, wow. I consumed so much of the Smother Brothers work, Super Ooh. Dave Osborne appearances and several podcast appearances to celebrate his life on YouTube. Loved his Super Dave stuff. So wonderfully executed and classic deadpan. One of my favorite other comedians is silent film star Buster Keaton. Ah. He's always keen to act with great stone face. He gets a shot out, doesn't he? Humored by his own joke. What? Oh, he yes, I think he's, he's mentioned. Yeah, I think yeah. he's mentioned in the doc. Uh, Bob was just great at this, being extremely deadpan, either delivering deliver vagina jokes to Seinfeld or doing so many well-executed stunts as Super Bob. Also, the routine of him making other people laugh about his father's death and getting angry about it was always a joy to hear. So glad we had a chance to celebrate the great man himself through this podcast. Finally, last week I mentioned that I had a hot take in enjoying season nine more than season 10 on original viewings. Interested to see if that holds. Part of the reason was environmental. Where I was able to focus more on the show, I also liked the whole Fatwa the musical storyline arc. The other standout feature was the real Funkhauser, who I felt delivered some of his best routines in that season. One in particular absolutely floored me. Having Vince Vaughn replace him as a Funkhauser was a massive drop-off, and in fairness to Vince, they should not have had him take the family name and just appear as Richard's nephew or even as himself. Um, so yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. I'm, uh, I'm, I am excited to get to jump back into Curb, because it's like we uh, we kind of took a uh, Larry David-esque uh, pause here, um, you know, relative to like our, our schedule versus Curb schedule. That like we um, we basically took three months off from between season eight and now going back to season nine to to cover the new season and some of these bonus stuff. So it's been like a very long time since we've been like in like that version of Curb with like, the people looking that way and kind of like where they are, um, you know, biographically. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a little bit weird to go back, but I feel like we'll jump right back in and it'll be great. Yeah, that is a great segue by Olin, bringing up season nine. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. I'm excited. You know, I mentioned this once. I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast or just to you. I said that one of my favorite like things of the week is right after we finish doing a podcast, I can then immediately go watch the next episode of Curb, which I've been waiting for all week. Uh, and you took yeah. that as I was excited to stop podcasting with you. And I was like, no, I'm so excited to just to watch more Curb and then get ready for another podcast with you. I haven't been able to do that since like the summer because, right. you know, for for our special episodes, we weren't doing that. And obviously for season 11, like I had to wait several days after we recorded the recap of the previous episode to see the next episode. You know, tonight I'm going to go watch season nine, episode one. I'm really excited. I haven't seen a, a not new episode of Curb. Uh, in in a couple of months, I it purposely not watched anything other than season eleven for the purpose of the podcast and everything else. Very excited. Uh, season nine, episode one next week. Foisted. Uh, Larry is writing a new musical called Fatwa, and we will learn about the concept of foisting. So I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, we're back in the saddle. We got 20 more to go. Season nine, season 10. I made my a goal for myself that I was going to read the satanic verses before we did this season. Uh-huh. Um, 
that then got downgraded to last week where I decided I'm going to download the audiobook. Okay. Um, I then listened to 20 minutes of the audiobook and I was like, I'm not going to do this. Ah. It's like, this is not a 25 hour audiobook. I was like already like spacing out. Like, yeah, I forgot it. This is the- I can say I, I read it in college actually. And okay. I, I think that's probably the, the safe. Like, he, he got famous because of the fatwa. You know, right. I, you could cancel me. Oh, but like, it, it, you don't think it's that good. I mean, this is an absurd comparison. That I don't think anybody's really made, but the passion of the Christ, if not for right. the ADL and certain Jewish groups being very concerned about its anti-Semitism, I don't know if anybody ends up ever seeing that movie, which becomes like this international hit. And I don't know if some, no, they, nobody would have seen it because I don't think it was originally going to be aired with English subtitles. Even It was just oh, going to really? be like in like la- a mix of like the Latin and Aramaic. So like, yeah. so Abe Fox, like, Ravara, like yeah. Ravara looks at would have seen it and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So Salman Rushdie, for sure, a celebrated author, but there's no way he's on Seinfeld and are an internationally famous person, if not for the fact that he gets. A no, that was Sal. That was Sal Bass. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sal Bass was on Seinfeld, of course. Yes. Uh, has he ever been to the Middle East? <laughs> All right. Um, so very excited. Very excited to go watch. Yeah. Foisted. And season nine has a negative reputation, but I'm hoping that we will watch and discover that. Uh, in fact, it is. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Get a life, Jews.